You talked a little bit about fatty liver and you said your doc said, watch your fat intake. Any comments about that? Well, I had to educate myself on this. Unfortunately, back in the late 70s through the 80s, everybody remembers the old food pyramid and some of the nutritional advice that we all followed where fat is bad. And unfortunately, we didn't identify which fats are bad and what causes fatty liver. If anyone has ever eaten foie gras, we don't get fatty goose liver by feeding them saturated fat. You get fatty goose liver from an overabundance of sugars and starches. It's actually a carbohydrate metabolism problem. To make foie gras, they actually force feed corn. Force feed. It's carbohydrates and sugars and starches that make that fatty liver. So if we know that from the culinary world, why isn't that knowledge applied in the medical world? So that requires rebalancing your dietary intake. Yes, weight reduction is powerful, but not because it somehow reduces the fat in the liver. It's because it has a major influence on insulin production and insulin resistance. And then individuals who've got fatty liver typically are deficient of certain antioxidants, vitamin E being one of them, and then other building blocks that are essential for liver maintenance, like glutathione. So I didn't know those things. And so there are strategies, there are ways that we can go after correcting these issues. And among them, the very first thing is to stop the intake of things like ultra-processed foods that have high fructose corn syrup, refined sugars and carbohydrates, and then the really damaging or oxidizing fats, the vegetable oils, the highly processed fats, the trans fats, those are very, very damaging. And we really don't have appropriate metabolic machinery as humans to process those substances. But unfortunately, they come in foods that often are labeled as though they're heart healthy. They know the keywords to use, and unfortunately, you gotta be one step ahead of big food as they mess with their food labels. Have you got a few minutes for me to go through a couple of slides that talks a little bit more about fatty liver? Of course, let's go for it. So you're right, your doctors didn't know that much about it. You had to learn about it. I've had to learn about it over the past few years as well. And in fact, none of us are alone. There's been a whole learning curve for the medical community. When you said fatty liver in the past, that used to mean alcohol. So let's talk about, but that's not so much the case anymore. It's normal for the liver to contain fat. However, if it's more than five to 10% of the liver's weight in fat, then it's called fatty liver or steatosis, stea meaning fatty. Fat deposit is usually common among alcoholics. That's the reason I made before. That's why we used to think of alcohol. But there's a fat type of fatty liver disease that's not caused by alcohol. It's taking over in terms of being the most common cause of fatty liver. It's called NAFLD or non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. NAFLD affects up to 25% of adults. Some folks would say 30% of adults or one in three and around 5% or 1 in 20 children, maybe up to 1 in 10 children. When the fat builds up, it causes inflammation and damage. That's called NASH, non-alcoholic steatohepatitis. So the H in there is the key, HEPA meaning liver and itis meaning inflammation. NASH is the more severe form of NAFLD. NASH can lead to scarring of the liver, cirrhosis, and even later on, liver cancer. So, and there've been some developments in terms of number one causes of cancer. Isn't it now the number one cause of liver cancer among men? Among one of the genders, it's taken up as the number one cause. Non-alcoholic fatty liver disease tends to develop in people who are overweight or obese 
or have prediabetes, insulin resistance, high cholesterol or high triglycerides, all of which are in that same constellation of metabolic syndrome. Rapid weight loss and poor eating habits may also lead to NAFLD, and we're not going to go too deep into that right now. However, some people develop non-alcoholic fatty liver disease even if they do not have any risk factors. There appears to be something genetic about their metabolism. Symptoms? Just like with insulin resistance, there are no symptoms in the vast majority of cases. So we have to have an index of suspicion. We have to be thinking about it. For patients who do ex experience symptoms, there may be some amount of abdominal pain, fatigue, tiredness, in addition. The liver may be enlarged in some children. Some patients experience dark discoloration of the skin or in the neck or the underarm region, similar to what you see with some cases of prediabetes and diabetes. Now, more than six diabetics and nine severe obese people out of 10 have non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. So as you see, very, very significant risk factors with obesity and prediabetes, diabetes. Now, how is it non-alcoholic fatty liver disease diagnosed? Initially suspected if blood tests show high levels of the liver enzymes, AST and ALT. Those of you who have been my patients, you know that we routinely screen for that. Often an ultrasound is used to confirm the diagnosis. In an article published in the American Journal of, that's Röntgenology, that just means x-ray. In a journal article last month, researchers found a new potential way to diagnose patients with high-risk non-alcoholic fatty liver disease through fibrosis and multiple CT findings. However, the presence of NASH remains elusive on CT. We'll talk about ultrasound a little bit later. It's one of the key current ways of diagnosing it. How is it treated? Well, you treat it the same way you do obesity and insulin resistance. Lifestyle is king. To prevent NAFLD, talk to your doctor about ways to improve your liver health, lose weight, start looking at how many carbs you're eating and start looking at your overall body fat composition. Lower your cholesterol and triglycerides, avoid alcohol and unnecessary medications, and obviously control diabetes. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our website at prevmedhealth.com. To learn more, watch our videos on YouTube at Ford Brewer MD MPH. Thank you very much for your interest.